Alright, um, Carm, what was I saying? Um, there's definitely a lot less um, good parents. Wait, you don't think you've ever met a, like a good parent? I can't. I don't think I can call any parent a good parent, but that yeah, doesn't true, mean true. that they're a bad parent because the thing is, parents don't know what they're doing, and that's just mm. a fact of the matter. There's so many things that you have to take into consideration when you're raising a child, and the thing is, you're most likely to get a lot of those things wrong. I think whether you're a good parent or not is how how wrong you get. Like it's inevitable you're gonna get some things wrong, but it's how wrong you get. Yeah. No, okay, yeah, I hear you. It's just I can definitely say that I've seen, I've seen different parents and different situations better than other parents. Definitely. Not that not that parenting is like a comparison thing, but I can definitely say that for a lot of cases, and I feel like the first child always gets it the worst because mm. it's like they've never been parents before like they really and truly have no idea what they're doing like you really just come into the world and like like they don't know what they're doing with you so I would 100% say that the what's it called the first child usually gets it worse when it comes to the parenting thing I don't know though yeah. I don't know and I feel like with the, with the first child but your per- the parents they tend to emulate what their parents have done for them. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. When maybe the ta- when times more time like it's like two gen two whole generations later it's gonna be a whole I mean one whole generation later it's gonna be a whole new like different environment and everything that the child's growing up in. Yeah. So like there's something that's not appropriate for you to raise a child in, or, or there's ways that are not appropriate for you to raise your child. Like. Compared to yourself growing up, yeah. if that makes sense. But yeah, I feel like I feel like once it's like it's like the same with everything. But like it's like the first time you do something is more most of ninety percent times the worst. You're like your worst at it, mm. and then as you have more children, you get better at raising, raising them. Yeah, true. I agree. I think one thing, one thing I'd say like my parents did a lot until I brought it up and told them like that's not how it runs is they would obviously I'm not going to tell my parents how to parent because who am I to start telling people how to be a parent but one thing they would do is that I'd realise that they would use the standards that their parents like compare them to to compare me and my siblings to Mm. so like say say we've done a certain thing a certain way because it's not done the way that their par- like my parents' parents would have expected it would have expected it from them, then automatically that thing is wrong just because of the standard that was put on them. If that makes sense, I hear that. It's very subjective. It's hard. It's hard to be like. There's things that may be objective about it, like certain things that you should be doing, but other than that, it's very situational. How I mean, where you're growing up, more or less, because mm. where you're growing up makes a big difference. And how you grow makes a big difference. I think I think my parent I think it's easy like I mean growing up wise, like I feel like when you're a teenager you think you think, Oh, my parents are doing this, they're being jarring this, that, that it's very it's very hard for you to at a point think my parents did so much. They've done so they've done so much correct. Yeah. That's crazy. And then I feel like once you grow up, once you start maturing, once you start thinking about life later on, you start to realise how much your parents actually did right. Mm. 
and and if you like, I just of course I'm blessed enough to be that, that my comparison is is good. Alhamdulillah, like that's that it's crazy enough that I have two parents and that both parents raise me in a proper way. I would say mm. so. Maybe maybe I'm speaking from a bit of an idealistic standpoint, but for like there's a lot there's a lot that our parents have done right. Mm. That I think that we should that we could learn equally as much from as looking at what our parents maybe did not to the best. No, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I was watching um, was really yeah I was watching some guy on TikTok. He came up on my for you page, and some Muslim guy and talk about how you should forgive your parents. Because it's no, it doesn't come as a surprise to us that they make mistakes. But it's important for us to forgive our parents because when you become parents in the future, you're going to want that forgiveness from your kids because you will know that you haven't done everything right. Even though you have worked hard, you haven't done everything right and you will know that there were some things that you could have improved on. So it's good for us as children to look to our parents and say, Although they have made mistakes, they have done everything in their power to bring us up in the best way possible. And therefore, they are, they do like deserve the forgiveness or they do deserve us overlooking maybe some of them small um, shortcomings that they've done towards us. Mm. I don't know, don't, don't you guys find it like quite mad that the way the way we think and like the way... I, don't know, I guess the way we operate, the things that we do, the things that we find normal, the things that we find weird, they're all sort of a product of like our parent parenting, I guess, like <clears throat> because they've instilled values from us since we were young. Like if it was a thing where I had different parents, then I would probably my my values would probably align with theirs, and I'd probably find the things that they find normal normal, and the things that they, they didn't find normal like not normal. Do you guys do you guys find that do you guys believe that or do you think it's a it's a thing where it doesn't really matter about the parents? No, I think I, I think what you said is true. Like you'd be a completely different person or different parents, and that's just a yeah. fact of the matter. Like I think about my mom sometimes, and if she didn't instill the values I have in me now, and if she wasn't the person that she is, then I know that my family could have been completely different. Like on the different skill right so it's like parents have a they have a massive influence on you because they're going to teach you what is right what is wrong what is what you can say is normal what is not normal so of course your parents are gonna they 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 make up a lot of who you are today yeah i think i think i agree with that probably a lot a lot a lot because even for me like situationally or personally, my dad instills instills the idea that if you lie, like the lying is the worst thing you can do in your life. Mm. And I think that I mean that you man that you can vouch for me that clearly does. If there's anything that I don't do, it's probably lying. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So like, like I feel like with different parents, I I probably would be I would be more. I'll be lying more often, maybe, but I just feel like, yeah, I think like as a, as a young child, like, typically you look up to your parents, no? Okay. Like, the, fir- the first people that you look up to are your parents, so mm. you try to emulate them to a certain degree, and then as you're trying to emulate them, you slowly build up their principles, their values a bit. Yeah, 100%. 
Um, <clears throat> I know, just, as you were talking, I don't know, I just realised something right now. Like, when it, also when it comes to parents and like, I feel like it's a common thing for people to take offence when, when they've sort of been told how to parent. Like, let's say they've done something a certain way they would take offence if someone else has come and told them that this is this is right or this is wrong. So it kind of made me realise that, I mean, of course, no one no one's actually... I guess no one really has the right to actually tell you how to parent your child. But then again, the only person that can really, like, advise your parent or tell your parent that this is wrong and this is right is the child themselves. And I don't think that's something that people realise, that if your parent is a certain way and you can see that you know if your parent is a certain way like they, their parenting skills weren't the best you I feel like they're the only one in the position to tell them that this wasn't the way to go about it just so that the next that's something I realised anyway because I know my mum my mum would 100% take offence of some sort if someone has come to tell her how to look after her children but I know that if I'm to approach her myself and tell her that oh the way you went about this wasn't the best, then it would be a lot more, there would be a lot more respect behind it. I don't know, does that, does that make sense? It makes sense, but I have a question. So you're saying that the only person's place it is to criticise uh, parents' parenting is the child? Um. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that, yeah. All right, so what if the parent is doing something that's detrimental to the child? And it doesn't have to be at a grand scale. It can be something like quite minor. Like, for example, comparing their child to other people. And let's say another parent or a dear friend has them doing that. Would it be right for that friend or the parent to say, you shouldn't really do this or maybe it could have bad effects on your kids. It could lower their self-esteem. Because the kid, does, the kid is too young to know that at that time. So let's say it's like an 11-year-old and the, the parent yeah. is, con- is um, comparing them to other kids, making them feel less of themselves. Would you think... Would you say is is fine for someone else to step in? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I would, okay. Yeah. In that. In that case, I didn't actually think of that scenario. It's definitely fine. It just really depends on how you go about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. In in that case, yeah, I'd say that sort of thing would be needed. Mm. Yeah, I think that there has to be a certain degree of of comfort in the relationship as well, just like with with criticism in general. Like, yeah. you can't. It won't help for someone that maybe your parents don't see often or someone that your parents maybe don't get along with fully yeah because there are people out there that like we pretend to get along with when we really don't like them or something like that like it wouldn't be beneficial if no it would be beneficial because advice is advice in the end but for like uh, like you might the parents might not like you as a parent might not want to want them to be saying it to you Mm. But let's say it's like maybe a best friend or or maybe even like your own parents like they're just reflecting on what you're doing to your child like they might say because like there's, there's there's situations where let's say i let's say i say to my parents now like growing up you lot comparing me to someone that was bad yeah yeah so my parents have learned that lesson let's say when i become a parent because parenting is so hard let's say i forget that lesson like my parents coming and telling me, "Oh wait, don't do that. Don't compare your children to someone else." Like I feel like that that might be a scenario, for example, where where it's that like it makes sense for someone else to come up to you. Mm. But I feel like as humans, we're very um, 
defensive, but very, very difficult at taking criticism. Yeah. Apart, like in general, in general, so it's it's not humans are like with the weirdest creatures in the world. Mm. There's so much. There's so much like right with us and wrong with us when we're born or when we as we we're growing up, which is why you need the proper guidance from your parents. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna ask you guys: Is there is there certain things that you would like do entirely different when it comes to parenting? Like maybe it's something that's normal today. Maybe it's something your parents like did to you whilst you were growing up and while you are still growing up. But is there certain things that you would approach differently um, as a parent if you are to become one? Well, like differently to how my parents parented me. Um. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd, yeah, yeah go go first. Go go so I, I would say not that my parents did do this. They, my, my dad at least tried. I guess and my mom tried as well, but but I would say learning my my child's interests. Mm. Because I feel like not not that my child's not gonna have any friends to talk to. I hope, or if, even if I have a child, I'm assuming a bit too far, but like. I think it's important for you to be in not constant conversation, but for you to at least talk to your child every day about like just just a general conversation. And I feel like it's easy it's easier for you to talk in general in life. It's easier for you to talk to someone when your interests are matched. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I I feel like that's one thing that I would do. I feel like and like my parents. My parents, they, they were working 24-7 more or less, so like, I don't blame them for anything like that. It's not it's not even something that I feel like has to be done. I feel like it's something that's just there that, that can better the relationship. What do you mean, like, having the conversation? Comfortable. Yeah, just, like, having the conversation, like, let's say one day, let's say my child's interested in football, like, going to football matches, let's say, every two weeks. Mm. Or like him, like stuff like that, like playing football with my son for or my daughter, for example. Like it's not, it's not something that I feel like. I'm not. not it's not something. Not something that I has to be done. It's just something that I feel like would better the relationship in general. Just to make my child comfort, mm. comforted, or more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something that I feel. The child would appreciate a lot more in the moment one and later on when they get older um it's just i don't know it's something like you said it's definitely not something that is well i wouldn't say something that's entirely needed uh when it comes to be quote unquote a good parent but it would it would definitely sort of cultivate a relationship where um your pet your, your child can sort of trust you and you know sort of knows that if they want to have a conversation they they wouldn't like um, veer away from you because I feel like it's quite a common thing like say you are looking for advice or you're looking for just someone to talk to about something it's not a very common thing for you to go to your parent I don't know I'm talking from experience and I'm sure there's a lot no, of people that would share that um, uh, like I thought as well but um, yeah how about you Philip? I'd probably say spend making sure to spend time with my kids that mm. have to be a um, is it's very necessary to spend time with your kids because it goes back to what you were saying. Um, it helps there be comfort in that relationship. And if I look at like myself and my dad now, it wouldn't be normal for us to just go out 
and spend time together. Like it seems like there's some disconnect there because it's not a thing that's frequently happened in the past. Yeah. Mm. On the other hand, myself and my mum, like we talk, we'll just talk at random times. We'll have random conversations. So you could say, come outside and t- take a walk with me. I'll be like, cool, no problem. And then we could just, we just have that relationship. So I think um, spending time with your kids is very important. There was something else I was going to say, but I forgot it. Mm. Uh, one one thing I realised is um, a lot of African parents they only seem to step in when like when it comes to discipline like in all other aspects of the child's life they don't really seem to have any interest and a lot of the time they don't have the time to have that interest there's a lot of other things on their mind but they seem to only feel the need to step in when it comes to discipline and telling their child that this thing is wrong but every other thing beyond that, like their interests, what they're doing at school, um, all the other things that come with being a child and growing up, mm. they don't seem to show interest in it or they don't feel the need to like step in at that part of the life as well. Of course, discipline is very important, especially for a child growing up. But I don't know, I feel like it's a thing where African parents feel like it's the only place where they need to step in and then that's their job done like discipline and then feeding the child the child the child i'm mean, like i guess that's because that's all they know because i yeah, sure. i highly doubt that um their parents would have stepped in and taken such interest in their school life and things like that i guess you were supposed to just well it seems to me that you're supposed to just get on with it when they were back yeah, home yeah. and just get on with school make it through school be disciplined and then when you're old enough you can send money back home mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that, that sounds like the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so to an extent, you can't entirely blame them because you, someone can only teach you what they know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, one thing I would change, I would, I guess I would say, um, that you guys have re- sort of covered it to be honest. Um, that spending time and and having conversation from the get allowing your child to get used to talking to you and being around you because regardless of whatever happens outside of the home like when they come back at the end of the day you will always be in our position their dad and that's something that it's not like a lot of the time when you make friends they're temporary well i'm not trying to say friends are temporary but like at early stages in your life a lot of the friends that you make are sort of temporary but growing up as you get older the fact that this person is your dad the fact that this person is your mum will never change so I guess um yeah just spending time I guess and like cultivating an environment where the child can feel comfortable having conversations about anything to be honest I'm not trying to say I'm not going to say that it's it's definitely not something easy it's not I'm not trying to say it'll be something easy to do but it's definitely I guess the thought of wanting to do it is a start if it's ever to happen, I guess. But yeah. You know, I think people should be trained before they're allowed to parent. Some people need training. <laughs> See, some people, yeah, uh, some people genuinely need some training before they become a parent. How, how would that look? I don't even know. <laughs> but there's just some things that people just need to understand. Like things that can happen, things that can't happen. Like some people, yeah. they're terrible people who have kids. Yeah. And the kids grow up to be terrible people. And we, we blame the kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. But their parent didn't really give them any chance of turning out to be a good human being. So some people, or well, some people, just need to be banned from having kids, man. 
just don't have kids that if you if you genuinely want to do a good thing and you know you're a bad person just don't have kids or if you if you're not if <laughs> like, if you're not ready if you're not ready to take care of the kid just don't have kids oh man don't have kids no because it, it really isn't fair it really isn't fair because I, I hate all these peak stories like of kids coming from abusive households parents are not ready to take care of their own child people yeah. that leave their kids on the road and look in all honesty i don't care what reason you have to leave your kid on the road i don't care I, i'm not interested you should be taking care of that kid. You should be breaking off your limbs just to make sure that kid survives. So if you're not ready for it, just just don't do it. Just don't don't have the kid. <clears throat> nah, it should definitely be a thing where like people that want to have kids, they shouldn't just have kids. Like they should at least have conversation with people that do have children and understand the things that come with being a parent. Same way, people. I, I don't know. It applies to a lot of things. Like people don't understand the amount of work they have to put in for certain serious relationships being one of them that's obviously a podcast for another day but like there's so much work that comes with having a child especially at a young age i feel like the the younger you are the hard the the harder it is like the older you are i feel like the more experience that you have in life so you will just know more things than being a parent would i'm not trying to say it would be easy but it might be a smoother path when you're a bit older, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like I feel like people people just see the fact of having a child is common. So maybe if so many people are doing it, that means there's no real like mm. there's no real hardship in doing it. But in reality, like, raising a child, like, I'm not gonna lie, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yo, this thing is the hardest thing that I can think of, cause it's it's just it's crazy. It's like Firstly, like, another thing is getting married and staying with someone for, like, quote-unquote, the rest of your life, let's say. Mm. But another thing is raising a child with that person. Do you know how hard that is? So it's like, I feel like, I feel like yeah, we should be, not we, sh- I, I don't know about banning people from having children, but <laughs> it's a bit hard to do that. <laughs> it's a bit hard to do that. Uh, there, there's, no, there's no feasible way to do it. It's like banning people from doing like drugs and stuff. There's no way to really do it. Mm. But I mean, what do you do? How do you regulate that? If they tr- if they have if a woman gets pregnant, do you arrest them? That's it. That's an arrest. That's pregnant. Whoa. No, arrest them will do jack. It will do jack. By the way, banning That's... people was a joke. Just just to let you guys know, <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> I hope I hope people do understand that it was a joke. No, you know you know there are people that will, that like they see stuff on the internet that's clearly satire, and they will take it seriously. They will yeah. take it out of context as well. On top of that, and they'll say, "Oh, this person said this." You don't need the short. Yeah, clip. yeah, yeah, yeah. The short yeah, clips. Yeah, just just yeah. that part. Yeah. Five seconds. And then it's perfect for TikTok. Slap word, 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 Why word. not, man? Get the views up. What are you gonna say, son? Who me? Yeah. Yeah, I was watching the video. Once. I watched a lot of videos, as you can tell. But I was watching the video, and it was about um difference. Obviously, this difference isn't um what do you call it? Isn't really set in stone for all families. But the difference between like uh, an only child and maybe you have a family of like four kids, right? And they were saying like one of the things that could happen with being the only child is that you think the world revolves around you if parenting isn't done properly. Because one thing that um parents will do or they might fall into the trap of doing is shower, showering the only child so the the child has access to all the parents time 
all the parents like financial resources and of course because they're the only child but when you're in a family of four like myself things have to be divided and you realize that things don't revolve around you you have to wait you have to share with other people you know what i'm trying to say it's quite mm. interesting it's just a thought yeah. And I, Go on, bro. Yeah. Go on, bro. No, no, you go, you go first. You go. No, I was going to say I, I 100% agree. Like, um, I never, I don't think I'll ever understand being an early child mm. just because I am not one and it's not something that is ever really spoken about to an extent where other people can understand it if they're not in that situation. And I, I will never understand how it will feel to be the youngest child because, again... I'm not in that situation, but of course there are a lot of small things that come to it that if they're not situations that are like, I guess not handled well, but like navigated properly, then there's, I understand that there's certain things that could go left in those situations. But yeah, um, Salam, what are you going to say? You know what I was thinking, I was thinking, you know what, typically, let's say, let's talk about our situations where we're in, like family of three, family of four kids, the youngest is the one that gets is kind of like the only child, no? Oh no, I like I like that. I hear it. I hear it. Youngest I hear it. But I don't understand why. It's it's difficult to wrap your head around because like if you're talking about logically, it makes sense for the only ch- the first child to be treated like the only child. Mm. Yeah, until until of course a certain point where you realize, oh wait, I have more children now. Yeah, I can't do that. But for some reason, the youngest is the one that gets showered with. This is coming from the standpoint of the youngest, by the way. But the youngest is the one that gets the treatment, like the the, the soft touch. You know the yeah, ones nah, where the child, the child, the child's about to start crying. You go like, no, it's okay, it's okay. Whereas when the older, when the oldest one was about to start crying, your parents would beat them even harder. <laughs> 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 oh man yeah I can't go on I don't, I don't understand I just don't shall I tell you what my theory is at least with my family this this is my theory right cool the oldest child is like is is a is the parent's first child so they need to do it right they, they wait wanna... hold on Philip you're middle isn't it yeah I'm a middle child okay just for everyone listening I'm I'm a first child um Philip no, middle. Perfect. Three different. And then Salama's youngest. But cool, yeah, carry on. Come first, first child is like, you you don't know what you're doing. This is your first time being a parent, so you get quite a few things wrong. And the first child kind of needs to live with that. Second child is like they try to adjust the settings a bit, but their settings aren't really banging too much. But it's been in the last time. <laughs> it's been in the last time. Cool. Then we get to. <laughs> but then we get to the third child, right? And the third child. <laughs> You start to see the leniency start creeping in. And that makes the other two children a bit mad. Because where was this leniency when we were growing up? But it's cool. We're not going to talk about that. And then the last child comes. By the time the last child comes, the other three kids are quite grown. Like, for example, my old brother, he's 23. I'm 18. Cool. Whatever. So now my mom isn't so, um, she isn't so harsh on my younger brother. Because she knows that she doesn't have to be. She has the older kids to deal with this kid. Yeah. She doesn't need to be harsh. Because she'll just be like, calm, you want to misbehave? I'm going to go call your brother. So in that sense, me, myself and my older are now derivatives of parents. 
we are just extra parents in the house <laughs> to discipline the younger kids. So they oh, they get they get the leniency from mum and dad. They get leniency, and the licks come from me and my older brother. That's okay, that's my theory. Right. That's my theory. No, I hear it. I hear it because I I, I basically feel like I, I essentially because my dad isn't around too tough. Like I essentially feel like I'm the dad in this house. Do you get? It? Hear that? Hear that? Like I if if there's a male figure that they need to look up to, it's going to be me. There's no one else that they're gonna look up to because there's no one else that's there. Do you get? Mm-hmm. So in that situation, I would say hundred percent. Like the older siblings just become parent derivatives. Hundred percent. Hear that? <laughs> but yeah. I don't know, Salam, is that the same for you? Yeah. No, no, okay, I'll be right. I, I feel like my parents probably... You know, it's my household's actually flipped. My parents... My, my brothers got shot with everything when they were younger. And then when I came, my parents thought, oh, wait, so, okay, so uh, we're raising another child. They're like, okay, time to get, like, the savings out because we're going to buy hella stuff, in it. Yeah. Because, like, my, parents, my, brother, my brothers growing up bought, bought hella toys and stuff because they just... They'd, they'd go to Asda and Tesco and sit there and start crying. What can you do in that situation when there's twins crying on the floor? Oh, yeah, they're twins, in it? I forgot. They're twins, exactly. So, so I was like, I was like, okay, fair play. You had to buy them whatever they wanted. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then when I came, my parents assumed that the same thing would happen. It turns out that because anyone who knows me knows how lost I am half the time. turns out I was so lost that I didn't actually need any toys. But yeah, so so for me, the situation's actually flipped. Yeah. So like, I didn't get too much. I feel like my parents gave me a lot of space, and alhamdulillah, because they gave me a lot of space, I actually got to think for myself. Mm. And because I got to think for myself, I can slowly build myself up as a human, make mm. mistakes, and stuff like that. But but I don't, I don't trust like. Yeah, but at the same time, I wouldn't trust like. This this way of doing things, I don't think is is a good idea for most people. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. And I feel like I'm I'm very very lucky, very very lucky that it worked out as it did. Mm. And then that goes back to, of course, the thing with your being comfortable with your parents. I was very open with my parents and asking them questions and stuff. Oh really? But yeah, I feel like I, yeah. But as the youngest, as the youngest, I think as the youngest, it's easier to talk to your parents. Cause like you can say stuff that the oldest wouldn't wouldn't even step near mm. talking about. So like for example, let's talk about my dad. If my dad makes a decision in the house, my brothers realistically can't say anything. But but my, but I for some reason I'm able to convince my dad. If that makes sense. Mm. So I feel like come like this. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe yeah. I feel like it's the softness that your parents get once they have the youngest child. Yeah. And nah, that, that, that I feel like that, that just sticks. So would you would you say that your your older brothers would you consider them parent derivatives as well or or not? No 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 way no way close <laughs> <laughs> no way no way damn <laughs> at no at no at no point I feel like I feel like my parent, my parents are very complete. Yeah okay. And I'd say yeah I'd say my parents are very complete so. There was no need for me to even think about my brothers being like I'm not even gonna lie. One time, like I I thought it was I I got surprised when my brothers beat someone up, beat someone up because they were bullying me. Really? But, yeah, but they okay. I shouldn't be saying probably shouldn't be saying this, but 
they didn't beat someone up because the kid was bullying. Not the kid. There was a, it was an old guy, of course. But he didn't beat him up. And I was like, allegedly, allegedly, Wait, allegedly. Why are they doing this? So of course, there's that protest, protective aspect of just the fact that I'm the younger brother yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but at no point did I ever think that these guys are my parents. Mm. No, I hear it. I hear it. But my situation didn't really allow, not not allow for a bit. I didn't need to think that at any point. That's that's quite interesting. Yeah, would you would you guys say that your parents are very very protective of your of of you, Salama being the youngest, and then Philip, your youngest as well? Wait, what? Are your parents very protective of your youngest? Overprotective of my youngest? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't really say so. I find, you know what? I find it interesting that my parents. In fact, no, my brother comes home quite late on um, weekdays because sometimes he has um athletics club that gets home right. at 7 p.m. I remember that if I tried that, I would have came home to a belt. But you know, <laughs> but you know we're not going to talk about these changes. We're not going to talk about these changes because they only cause arguments in the house. So overprotective, I don't even know. I feel like my dad was more protective of, of me and my older brother. I, but I don't know whether you should... I should call that protectiveness because I don't know under what grounds he was doing it. Okay, no, I hear you. I hear you. Well, how about you, Salama? No, like, compared, it was probably the same amount like for my brothers as much as it was for mm. me. But, like, if if anything was more, it was just the fact that they're twins, so there's two of them. So if something's going to happen, two of them are there. Whereas me, I'm only one person. So, like... Realistically, if if them two are let's say together coming home together, there shouldn't be too much of an issue. Yeah. Whereas with me, I'm I'm kind of like on my own on the way home, so it's much more dangerous for me, I guess. But I don't like I feel my parents, my friends like let's say playing out wise, I could I could play out like could go decently far places on my own from young. So. So yeah, I, I don't. My parents were protective as parents are normally. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's to to a certain, I wouldn't say it's to a degree where it was a notable different notable difference between my brothers and me. Okay, no, I hear you. I hear you. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. What What would you guys say is something that your parents obviously? Um. How do I say this? Like your parents, like something that you might use when it comes to if you were to have a child, you would implement that when you're parenting as well. Hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 I'd say it's just like I would do it and I'll do it even more so it's just the idea of the life your life you live in your life like you're granted life by God and the best thing for you is to live according to what is said what you've been told the Quran and stuff mm. I feel like my parents have done that very well maybe I haven't used it in some places in fact for sure I haven't used it in some places but for like that that's one thing because I feel like I feel like like we really talk about our parents and it's hard and it's difficult enough as it is with your first, whether it's your first child or your or your youngest child yeah. probably gets easier as you go on but of course but I feel like within our religions we have we have a formula to a certain mm-hmm. degree that is tried and tested and I wouldn't say it works 100% of the time because Otherwise, you could just follow the religion and your child would be 100% perfect. But that's not the case. Because in the end, we are human. And it's impossible to be perfect. But I feel like the, the religions, it's, it's not 
you should try to follow the religion to, to as much as you can to a certain point. Mm. And then from there, of course, if you can't follow the religion anymore, you have to adapt it to the environment that your child is growing up in. Like, what are you going to do? But I feel like my parents, my parents did that very well. Like, they need us to understand that if you're going to, if you're going to do anything in your life, just make sure you're praying five times a day. Like, just make sure you're praying five times a day. Like, don't drop those five daily prayers. Mm. <clears throat> and that, that's probably one thing. That's one, that one thing and a few, a few others which I would, like, I would want to, well, I would say I would take on board. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. What do you want to say to them as well? Because like, like, yeah, that's what they did. That They did that really well even. No, do you want to say other even things right as well? now to other things. Oh, so like, for example, like, I was thinking about this more, like, sometimes I do think about having children even though it's a bit far. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I do it's like you look around, you get like, what what can what can you do to make your child like just understand that not everything in this world is is expect you don't expect everything in this world to come to you or don't expect let's say to have food every day because having food every day is a crazy thing it's not it's not something that's normal it's, it's a luxury to a different degree because there's people out there that don't, don't have food every day. Like, I'm just thinking that, like something like, for example, before the child says thank me, like says thank you to someone, just thank thank God first. Mm. Thank me, say your thank to God, and then you can thank someone else. Like stuff like that. I would like it's it's something that in my head I would say is something that I would probably like to put into my child, like because it's it's not. It builds that relationship first because the child understands, okay, sure, my parents are putting the food on the table for me. But in the end, God has granted them access to the food to then feed the child. It's like just making the child understand that whether I'm not there, whether I pass away, whether his mom passes away, whether he has no one in his life, God will always be there with him. That's probably one thing that I'd that's something you do want to instill from young, I'm assuming. Yeah, from young. How about you? Carla Islama, I'd have to 100% agree. Um, the teachings about God have to be known from the get-go. As a thing where, um, even though they might not be able to grasp all the concepts, that's completely fine. Because as they start to grow up, they'll begin to grasp those concepts. So, for example, for me, my mum, incredibly religious, she has very strong faith that she's instilled into myself and my younger brothers and my older brother of course but sometimes I look back in my life and I think I've gone through certain circumstances for a very long period of time had I been just like a normal person and my my mom didn't have like faith things could have turned out extremely differently I could have turned out an extremely different person along with my brothers however she always had faith I should always just keep pushing forwards. And now that I look back, I think, you know, anything is possible. As long as you have God on your side, anything is possible. There's nothing you can tell me that isn't possible if I have God on my side. It doesn't work. You can't, you can't convince me unless it's just something ridiculous, unless it's something stupid. You can't convince me that it can't come to pass if I have faith in God. You just can't. You can't it's not a possibility. Yeah. So having that faith is so important. I think if there's one thing I have to teach my kids, it's that 100%. There's there's no doubt about it. Mm. And that's something you say you got from your mum? 100%.
Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I hear it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I 100% agree with you guys, but I can't use it in this scenario because my parents weren't incredibly... Not Sorry. Not incredibly. Is that incredibly? They weren't, like, ridiculously religious. Like, they weren't entirely religious, but I would say that my mum had faith. And they would only push that faith onto us to the extent of taking us to church on Sunday. Does that make sense? Mm. Cool. In and and what I would say is, um, oh, this looks bad. This is <laughs> this looks so bad. <laughs> you know what it is? Yeah, it's just that I've forgotten. I realized that I've actually forgotten a lot of my childhood. Like, bro, so much of bro, it. dead ass, bro. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I can't remember anything. <laughs> Bro, I can't remember. I'll be real, it's even hard to remember stuff from like year Man, 12. Bro, bro year 12, year so 13. much of my childhood. This is why I take pictures because I know I'll forget. Yeah. Like, this is it's just for the camera roll. So like later on in the future, I'll look back and say, "Oh, that happened." Because if I don't, I will never remember again. BMT, bro. I don't remember Jack. Okay, one thing they did well—they definitely gave me space, which, like you said, Salama only works in certain scenarios. And it works for me, but it's it's a thing where I would only, I would say I'd bring it like when I'm parented as well, but of course in regulation, like I would not want to give my child a ridiculous amount of space because that then creates distance between me and my child. But then I'd also want to give them space so that they can make their own mistakes and grow and learn from them because I'm not going to be holding their hand from when, from the, the moment they're born to the moment like they grow old. It's just not feasible. So um, that's something I would definitely say, but of course, in regulation. Um, and with an understanding of the person that my child is, I'd, I'd want to at least understand that. Um, okay, no, something I'll say. Okay, this comes, okay, cool. So I think my parents quickly, un- like, as soon as I hit, like, uh, about 14, 15, my parents understood that I was a very independent person, probably because of the space they gave me, but I, I, like, that's something they realised, and I think they just let that be the case, that like certain, a lot of the things that will happen, I'll just figure it out on my own, and I'll just do it on my own. I'm not really going to come to them for help or if I need something. That's something my parents picked up, and that's something I, I would say they did well. The way they went about it, <clears throat> I wouldn't say it was the best way, but the fact that they picked that up, because a lot of things, a lot of the time, ch- parents don't actually understand who their child is. Like, they would say, oh, I know my son, I know my son. Boy, you don't know who boy. your son is at all. You do yeah. not know who your son is at all. Damn. We shouldn't even talk, we shouldn't even spoken about that. But, Damn, yeah, bro. that's something I say they did well, that like, I understand that I, I am an independent person and even if they didn't give me space I feel like that would have been the case anyway um, but yeah that's that's something I would say bro that point that you just made was a crazy point that was a <laughs> that was a crazy point bro, you, if you start go on. I'm just going to tell you one time just one time just one time go on. calm I think I was I must have been upset about something I'm guessing this was probably like when I was 14 years of age Memory's a bit fuzzy. But anyways, I was upset about something. My dad looked at me. I think we're having a back and forth. And this guy said, I know you better than you know yourself. <laughs> when I tell you, yeah, I had I'm such a, a perplexed look on my face. <laughs> I wasn't even mad anymore. I was genuinely shocked and confused. 
That's a baboozled. I just thought to myself, there's no way this man just said that to me. We haven't even, everything went through my house. Like, we haven't even had a proper conversation. We haven't even had this, mm. we haven't had that. And you just said that to me? Yeah, this conversation yeah. is over. It's just, a, it's just a crazy thing to say. It's a crazy thing to say to someone. You don't know your kids. That's just, that's just a fact of the matter. If you're not speaking to them, then you can't claim that you know them. And you also can't claim that you know them better than they know themselves. Because that is a crazy statement. That's a very That's bold ridiculous. statement. That's a bold statement. <laughs> very bold of them to assume that. <laughs> I mean, I respect it. And it's obviously not coming from a bad place, but come on. Come on now. That's crazy. You That's crazy. Even, like, the last, <laughs> the last time you really had a conversation with your child is when they were, like, five. Like, what? think about it. <laughs> think about it. Serious, <laughs> bro. Oh, man. Let's not even start, man. But, um, wait, it's a lot you've had that as well. Nah, you know, I haven't had that, but I would say, I feel like I feel like my parent, my parents, at some point, mainly my mum, have made have made assumptions based on other children. Because mm-hmm. like when it's so, when you see other children doing stuff so commonly, you assume that your child is involved in that stuff yeah, as well because yeah. they go to school with these children. I feel like my parents have done that to a certain degree, but what I do rate, and I should probably should mention, is they've never be- they've never betrayed their trust. In terms of how they've raised us. Okay, yeah, okay. If that makes sense. Like, they've always kept their trust in how they've raised us. So, like, to a certain degree, they may they might say some, something, like, to my face. But in the back, they're like, they're like nah, it's not really going to be true. Or stuff, stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Like, for example, I must have told my mom as a joke. So, we, uh, you, you might know how in year 11 I went on holiday straight after mm-hmm. GCSEs. Mm-hmm. Like two months, so I must have told my mom as a joke, like closer to the GCSE deadline that I think I might fail. Mm. It didn't go down well. <laughs> it didn't go down well. But my mom was almost my mom was shocked the whole day, and at the end of the day, she's like, she comes and talks to me. She's like, "Well, you said you're gonna fail, man. You said you're gonna fail. What are we gonna do? You said you're gonna fail." I was just like, "Wait, wait." I am like. It, it makes sense. My you actually can't blame her. You I, can't blame I, her. <laughs> yeah, I can't blame yeah. her because to be honest, whenever whenever I ever made jokes like that, because like you joke around your parents, but you don't like. I've never actually joked around my mom like that, mm. like that to that to that to that level. Yeah. But yeah, I was told that she, she she spent the whole night she couldn't sleep. Oh, like that. Oh, man. Yeah, bro. And, like it's it was my results days. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna feel some sort of relief when I get my results. Yeah. The one you really got the relief was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, yeah, I feel like my parents, my parents, uh, one, that's one probably thing that I, I've rated the most about them is that they haven't betrayed their parenting. Yeah. Like, they've understood what they've done. Okay, sometimes, they, of course, they don't, they can't see everything they've done wrong because at a certain point, like, it's from the child's perspective, they probably know probably see something a bit more clearly than the parents do yeah but but they've never really betrayed their trust in in the mo- in the principles and the stuff they built us up with yeah calm. which is what i rate yeah I um i just have, I have one more question quickly before we end the podcast um what's the one thing now that you are a bit more grown because we've spoken about like things that they have already done in the past so what's one thing that now that you are still under your parents' house, that now your parents are still parenting you, 
and you're 18 was something that you'd probably want to address or something that you might change about their way the way they parent you now like for regardless of what's already happened before was something that you might change right now is that something you've already mentioned hmm. can we think of something minor because it's just irritating it's annoying like it's not a major issue like i can live with it basically like when i come back home from work my dad calls me and he says where are you and i'm pretty sure i've told this guy like a million times i have work Mm. and i'm coming back late like it's a normal occurrence for me to be coming back at like what 9 p.m i'm on the bus and he asked me where are you where else could i possibly be other than on the bus (laughs) on my way home (laughs) stop calling me and ask me the same question every single time i have it's just annoying and the thing yeah. was, like, if my mum was doing it, right, I'd be able to tell her. I'd be able to be like, mum, I can't lie. Just give me a rest. But I don't actually mind if my mum calls me. It's when he calls me. And it just goes back to show that you have to... <laughs> why, why are you laughing? Look, he, said, he says that he knows you better than that. <laughs> and how does he not know? <laughs> oh, Bro. man. Nah, it just goes back to show that you need to create an environment for your own kids at least at least for your own kids to criticize how you're parenting because especially when they get to a certain age because i can criticize my mom's parenting and my mom has changed accordingly and i'm very grateful because i know that other people other parents their pride won't allow them to do that they'll continue doing the same thing my mom like if i tell her mom you can't be doing this she'll stop doing it like for example back when i was a bit younger my mom used to kiss her teeth and she was annoyed she used to kiss her teeth and she was annoyed and then once I picked up and I did it back, boy, that day was a terrible day for me. But you know, it's fine. Oh, no. nah, but it's fine. It's fine. But she knew she knew that improvements had to be made because she can't be kissing her teeth when she's annoyed every time because her kids are going to pick that up and she knows that it's disrespectful. Yeah. So she stopped doing yeah. it. And ever since then, no one has ever kissed their teeth in this house. They don't, we don't kiss our teeth mm. unless it's for a joke, for satire, because we do things mm. like that. And personally, I find that disrespectful, which is why I don't tolerate it from other people. So it's just, it's just you have to parents just have to allow their kids to criticize them and they have to be able to act accordingly. Simple. Mm. Salam. Anything come to mind? Mm. I know this might be a bit mad because my friend, my dad has already done it, but I feel like just giving giving me more responsibility. More. Yeah. Bro, you're you're busy twenty fours. Yeah. So why do you want more responsibility? Yeah, Let me know. I want to. I, I, I want to understand like your thought process. Do you know? What it is it's once you've tasted it in it and you've seen the changes that you go through and how how how, like how how it's affecting you. It's like, it's kind of like you know when you're when you let's say you're taking medicine. Yeah? Let's say you're sick. Not that I'm sick, but but let's say you're sick and you take a medicine. And you're like, oh wait, this medicine makes me feel better. That means I should. That's called overdose. It. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. Until until oh wait, yeah, you know what? Maybe that's not a good example. No, I get you. Then. Until, on, until you feel better, until you feel yeah. better, of course. Don't be don't be moving like Asian parents. I was an overdose. Overdose oh, in a paracetamol every day. Uh, oh man. But yeah, what? Yeah, but what I meant, like, it's like once I've tasted it, now I'm just like, you know what? I feel like. It will be beneficial to me if I could do a bit more. And also, it's the aspect of, like, where I'm 18 now. My brother's at around 24, 25, but not, not too sure. But brother's like, not too sure. That's crazy. <laughs> but I feel, I feel like to a certain degree, we have to we have to start taking a bit more from our dad. And, mm. 
Oh, okay, like your dad passing on to you. Yes. Yeah, oh, right. passing a bit more okay. onto us. Sort of, like, of course, he's already done like quite quite a bit, but there's a lot of minor minor stuff that that he hasn't really done. That I feel like he could do. Like, I feel like that's probably one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like we it's it's like we gain more than we lose from from having more 100%. responsibility. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And if if it let's say if let's say it gets to a point where you're like okay, this is too much now. Like it's fine for us to fall back on Adam because he's still here. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I'd say it it would be I would appreciate it more if he just gave us a tiny bit more responsibility. Yeah. Like for let's say the house or something something. That yeah. is to release that him. That's sense. to relieve him of the responsibility that he has. Yeah. yeah. The the main goal is to release him and yeah. make him just go to another country and be. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, 100%. What about you? Um, I I would say, I would sort of say a similar thing, but, like, for my mum, I guess to, like, like, okay, we're 18. We're still quite young, but I feel like <clears throat> I'm mature enough to understand certain things. Like, I feel like it's gotten to a point and the situation that my family's in right now, there's certain things that she needs to understand. She needs to tell me now. Like, I need to understand this at this point now. Because really and truly, anything could happen. And if I don't understand this, who am I going to go to when it comes to a point where I should, I needed to understand this certain thing? Or I need to understand how this thing works. So I think it's a thing of maybe my mum trusted me a bit more. Because she, she's even said it herself. Like, I've given her more than enough reasons to for her to trust my maturity in a lot of aspects of life. Not, I'm not trying to say that I'm the most mature. But I'm definitely, I would definitely say that I'm mature. I, I believe that I'm mature enough to take on, again, certain responsibilities and understand certain things in a certain way just because of the dynamic of our family right now. Just for context, it's a thing where, like, it's like a very common phrase in, and <clears throat> it's, it's a very common phrase in African household. I'm only speaking from the perspective of an African, but being the man of the house, certain things are expected from you. And I can't entirely fulfill those things that I expected if I don't understand, if I haven't been told, okay, this is how this works. This is the situation in this scenario. I don't know if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. And the only one that can, the only person that can like help me understand those certain things is my mum. So I guess in that sense, just trusting me. Of course, she doesn't want me to be in a situation where I'm taking on the responsibility of like a 25 year old when I'm 18. Of course, my mum would never want that for me. Mm. But the dynamic of our family, the way things are set, I feel like it inevitably has to happen for things to run as smooth as possible. So that's one thing I would sort of... <clears throat> it's definitely gotten better. I'm not, I'm not trying to say it's like a, it's not a good position right now, but it's definitely one thing I would encourage her to do. And I am encouraging her to do as time goes on. Does that make sense? Mm, I hear that. I hear that. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you sometimes just feel like telling people you're never going to be happy? What? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I have issues. Wait, what do you mean, though? What do you mean, though? Look, no, like, like, I feel like people, people assume this thing about happiness that, that it's, it's, it has to be constant and it has to be eternal and it has to be forever. But that's not what happens, that's not how life word, works. Word, word. Life is never going to work like that. Mm. Like, 
as long as you're living, you are going to feel other emotions. The fact that you only feel happiness means that you're probably not living life at all. Mm. So like, that, that's just, I don't know, maybe that's something we can talk about. But no. I think, I remember um, posting about that, you know. What, did, what yeah. did you post? I had everything written down, hold on, I'll, I'll look for it now. I think it's more, yeah, people, people don't understand that it's, you should rather look, personally, this is what I realised, that you should rather look for comfortability rather than happiness because you again happiness is an emotion and emotions are temporary so if you're looking to feel that temporary emotion eventually you will feel sad again regardless of whether like uh, whether you're uh, making so much money like you're in a good place in your life like a problem will come eventually and you will no longer feel that happiness that is temporary but comfortability is more of a state that you can be in for like the entirety of your life once you get into it. Yeah. It's like gratefulness. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 